going to today be speaking to you guys on Exodus, Old Testament. I love the Old Testament, and I'm going to be speaking to you about Moses, Moses and God, their interaction. So um, just to give you a little context of where I'm coming from, Moses was just uh, tending to his sheep, and he is chilling, just, you know, doing he's at his job basically he's at his job and he sees a burning bush but what intrigued him about this was that it just it wasn't that it was just lit up on fire it was the fact that it was actually not burning you know what I mean so it was like it was lit up and so it just caught his attention and so he he walks over there and so the the chapters three and four Exodus three and four it basically speaks about it's like their dialogue it's a dialogue between Moses and God. And when I read it, uh, it was so interesting to me because originally I was coming to you with a, you know, when you're called to the assignment. But when I read it, what Holy Spirit showed me was something totally different. So I'm going to begin. And um, Exodus 3.14, it says, God said to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you ought to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. Amen. So the, the title of my message today is the God who calls. Can we say that? The God who calls. Uh, I'm like Ro where we, I like to hear you guys. Some people like to see faces that are, you know, intrigued and listening. I know you guys are listening, but I also need to like just hear you guys a little bit. So again, Father, I just I just lift up this this word that you have placed in my heart, God. I pray that every heart is ready to receive your word and I pray that every heart just encounters you in a special way today. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. So I don't know who was here last week. And, um, or if you weren't here, but you were able to hear the message, Rose message last week, it was awesome. Thank you, Sheila. <laughs> uh, so one of the things that he brought up was bishops driving. Let's give it up for Bishop. <laughs> he brought up bishops driving and he said he basically got into the car with Bishop and it was a little herky jerky was the words that he used that, you know, you would get in, go fast, stop, you know. And I found it so interesting that Roe would find bishops driving a little crazy. I mean, come on. Thank you. I, thank you, guys. I was just like, wait, excuse me? You know, I haven't been in the car with Bishop just yet. But, <laughs> but if anyone has been in the car with Roe as the driver, you would know what I'm talking about. Right? I'm not alone in this, right? You guys know what I'm talking about? Like, let's just say, for those who have not been in a car with him as a driver, let's just say that he will definitely get you from point A to point B quickly. <laughs> How you want to interpret that, that's on you. <laughs> and he, uh, you know, traffic lights are different for him, but it, it's okay, it's okay, you know? <laughs> there was a time, however, that... I did think that Roe was a great driver. Yes. In fact, you know, Danny Ray, in fact, my notes say once upon a time. <laughs> 
once upon a time, there was a moment in my life. This was years ago when we were friends. We weren't even married. I used to think he was such a safe driver. I felt so comfortable just being in the car with him. Um, I would be in the back seat. I would just chill. We would have conversations. You know, when you're laughing and everything, you know, usually when, when you're having jokes with, with the driver, sometimes the driver looks back like, oh, you know, I was comfortable with all of that. That was okay. I, I could even take naps. I could even lay out in the back, just take naps and stuff while Ro was driving when I was sitting in the back. Until the day came. The day came when I was no longer in the back seat. I actually sat in the passenger seat. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh boy. I was in for such a ride. I had no idea. I promise you, I had no idea what I was in for. Now all of a sudden, I'm making like I'm making sure my seatbelt is fastened. I'm making sure that I'm sitting. I wish I had a chair here to just show you guys. You know when you sit in, in the passenger seat, you're just straight. I'm making sure I'm straight. My head is, but no, you know, no clips here, just in case. Like if my, you know, like that would hurt, you know. And then you know my. Seatbelt fastened, my head straight, legs straight, making sure that everything was okay because, you know, next thing I know, I'm holding on for dear life. You know that little handle? That little handle that's on the side? That was me sitting in his car. Now all of a sudden, I had the, the brakes. I'm the one with the brakes. My hands and feet are the brakes. And I'm like, what is going on? I had no idea. I'm noticing that the lights, traffic lights are not the same for him. Like we all know, like we, we, whoever has their license, we know that red means, green means, yellow means. I knew that was going to be different for so many of you. Well, for row, I'll just give you a... Uh, um, I'll let you know exactly what it, what, what it means for him. So red light, red light means go faster and then break once you get to the light. That's what, <laughs> Marco. <laughs> That's what red light means for Ro. Yellow light for Ro means go really fast, make sure you make it to the other side. Like you got, you got to make it to the other side. You better make sure that that light is yellow, okay? <laughs> and then green, green for some reason means, oh, oh, I got a text. Let me slow down and, re and respond to this text. I mean, he's still driving technically, right? <laughs> so that is Ro with his, his traffic lights. But I'm, I'm confused all of a sudden. Because I'm like, I never had an issue with his driving. Like, driving with him for years, never had an issue. Never had an issue. And so I'm like, what, what is going on? He's the same driver he was since the age of 17. I'm sure of that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm sure of that. But Ro, being in the car with Ro as the driver, I no longer felt safe. I just did not feel safe. And just remembering times where I'm like, yeah, this is, I'm noticing that I'm just like, Lord, you know, you know that verse where it says, pray without ceasing? That was me. That's me in his car in the front seat. Lord, 
please get me to my destination safe and sound. Lord, please let me just see another day, Lord God. Let me just see another day. And then it's like, Lord, thank you. Thank you. Once we arrive, just, just thank you. And I would ask myself, what changed? I don't know what changed because he's the same. And then, boof. What changed was my position. My position changed. Where I was sitting changed. My view was different. And as a backseat passenger, I just never realized how much danger I was really in. Just never realized how much danger I was in. And because I didn't see, and that was because I didn't see what was in front of me. I was just oblivious to it. And once I sat in the front seat, having my view changed, it changed so much that now my perspective on Rose driving changed. So can I hear everybody just shout out perspective? So my goal today is just to maybe change your perspective. Just, just in the same way that I'm sitting, I went from the back seat to the front seat, just in that same way that I was able to see things just a little differently, my hope today is that our positions will just shift a little and it will cause us to see things just a little different. Amen? Amen. Thank you. There's a... There's a saying that Pastor George has, and I'm sure many of you have heard it. And he says, when you change the way you see things, the things you see begin to change. Isn't that good? And so what I want to do, yes, and what I want to do is change the way you see your calling. That's what I want to do here today is change the way you see your calling. Because oftentimes when we think of an assignment, when we think of the calling that we have upon us, we usually think of the magnitude of the assignment. We think of the details of the assignment. We think about how long this assignment is going to take us. How long is it going to take me to, to complete this assignment? What are the qualifications? What are the qualifications that are needed for this assignment? What, are, what, what is the education that I need for this assignment? What are my strengths when it comes to this assignment? What are my weaknesses when it comes to this assignment? And we just compare ourselves. We begin to compare ourselves to the assignment. We compare our capabilities to the assignment. And we try to figure out just how we're going to complete this assignment that's in front of us. And, and um, this is not in my notes, but I'm seeing you, Eva, and, and all these questions. I'm like, yeah, that is something, how detailed Eva is. You know, I'm only pointing that out. It's just how detailed you are. There are so many, so many of us that we're just so detailed, and our minds go through every little thing. And it's not perfection. It's not trying to strive for perfection. It's just wanting to make sure every little eyes dotted and just wanted to be covered you know and so I'm seeing you right now and I'm like yeah and so sometimes when we have these assignments we're thinking about all these things I've been called to some assignments that I'm still still that I'm just like Lord you know um so but what if we shift our perspective what if we shift our lenses what if we shift our views and what if we shift our mindsets? What if we reposition ourselves? Can we reposition ourselves? That when it comes to our calling, 
that our focus is not leaning on the assignment, but it's leaning towards the one who called us to the assignment. Amen. That we would focus more on the who and not the do. I want us to focus on who called you and not what he has called you for. And just let me just say it this way, that your calling is to a who, not a do. Come on. Come on. You're, I'm going to say it again. Your calling is to a who, not a do. That we keep our eyes on who is above us rather than what is in front of us. Amen. And so my prayer is that we would be convinced that the one who called us is with us. That we believe the one who sent us also qualifies us. That no matter how big, how small, how great and how impossible the call seems, it doesn't matter. Why? Because the God who calls is bigger, is more powerful, and will never leave our side. Ooh. Look at your neighbor and say, the God who calls. <laughs> I didn't hear this side. The God who calls. That's right. So I just want to speak to you about this dialogue between God and Moses, a discussion that I think many of us may have with our Heavenly Father. I think sometimes we're uh, given certain things or God is speaking us to do certain things. Um, and it could, be, it could be something as, uh, I want to say simple, but it's really not simple, as forgiveness, you know. Sometimes forgiving someone is so difficult. And so when we look at that and we just look at that for what it is and not looking to who is sending us, that will just deter us from even doing that, forgiving. So my first, um, sorry. So the, when, I was reading, when I was reading the passage, there were about five observations that I had made. And the first one is the God, God calls. God calls. And I'm reading from Exodus 3, 4. When the Lord saw that he had gone over to look, God called to him from within the bush, Moses, Moses. So God appears to Moses. He catches his attention with the burning bush. And um, he calls out to his name and he says, Moses, Moses. And Moses in this time had left Egypt. He was pretty much done with life. He was already married. He was just chilling, tending to his sheep. He was tending to his father-in-law's sheep. And he was at an ordinary job. And um, he's ready just to settle down, minding his business. And here comes God. Here comes God out of nowhere. Moses wasn't searching for his calling. Moses was not trying to create a calling for himself. Moses was chilling. <laughs> he wasn't conjuring up his own destiny. But no, God comes into the picture. And God catches his attention. And church, it's the same for all of us. We don't create our calling. We don't say, well, you know, I'm going to do this today. This is, this is what I'm going to be. And, and I'm going to just pursue this. And this is, this is what my calling is. And, you know, 
I think I'm going to just, I'm not, you know what, I'm not, I said I was going to do this, but no, I'm going to do this instead. I changed my mind. I'm just, I'm just going to do what I want to do. But our calling doesn't begin with us. It begins with God. God will appear to you at any given moment. God will appear to you when you least expect it. He will appear to you while you're home. He will appear to you while you're at your job. He will appear to you when you're just lallygagging on a walk. He will grab your attention. And he will call you by name. He will let you know emphatically that it, is, that it is he who calls you. He may use different methods because there's so many different methods that he can use. And he may use different methods to speak. But trust and believe that it is God who calls you. Which means, which means that if indeed it's God who calls you, then we don't need to fear our assignment. Sometimes it seems like we have more fear for, on the assignment than faith on the one who called us. Sometimes our fear just debilitates us. It just stops us completely from doing what he's called us to do, from doing what he's asked of us. It just, fear is terrible and it can debilitate us. But I want to remind you guys today of who called you. It is God that called you. And Moses' response in this time when um, he's calling him, when God is calling him to go and, and free his people, it's a big assignment. God is like, I can't. God, I am not this. I, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not built for this. I can't do this. Have we been there? Have we been there? I remember the first time, like, when Rose said I was going to preach. I was like, what? I, I am not like you. I am not like Maylene. I do not expound like Reuben. Like, I am not that. But God was calling me to that already. God had already nudged at my heart. That wasn't the first time that I heard it. God had already been speaking to me a while back. And it was like he used Roe to give me that nudge. And I'm so grateful for it. And so today I just really want to remind you guys that it is God who calls you, not your skill. It is God who calls you, not your qualifications. It is God who calls you, not your education or the lack of. It is God who calls you, not your random opportunities. It is God who calls you. It is not the task at hand. It is not the assignment. It is not the calling. It is God. He is our creator. He is our redeemer. He is our deliverer. He is our Abba. He is our hope and he is our strength. He is the one that calls us. Amen. Amen. Observation number two. God qualifies and he equips and he, he equips you. He equips you. How funny. <laughs> he equips you. Yeah. <laughs> that has to go on a blooper or something. <laughs> There's a famous quote. Oh, before I get into that. Exodus 3:12. And God said, "I will be with you 
and this will be the sign to you that it is I who have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God on this mountain. Amen. Amen. God qualifies and equips us. There's a famous quote uh, that says, God does not call the qualified. Rather, he, he qualifies the call. And the minute that God called on Moses, that was the moment Moses became qualified. The minute God caught his attention from that burning bush, from that moment, and he said, Moses, Moses, that is the moment that Moses became qualified. He was chosen by God. And I noticed that the Lord will always give you direction and guidance when he calls you to something. And when we look at Moses, we, he, he kind of seems like the unlikely candidate, right? He's, um, he's like, ah, I'm just a shepherd. I'm just a, I'm just a shepherd with a speech impediment. Like, right? I'm just, how many of us have said that? I'm guilty of that. I'm, I'm just a, a girl from Brooklyn. That, that's who I, that, you know? I'm, I'm just this. I'm, I'm just, you know, I, I'm just this. But God called him to it, and he qualified him. And every time that Moses had any, any question about it, any time that Moses questioned what he was calling him to, what did God do? God just com continuously pointed back to himself. With every, with every, but suppose, this is Moses, but suppose that they, and God's like, tell them, I am who I am sent you. For every, oh, but what if? And how many times do we do this when we come before the Lord? We're like, but Lord this and Lord that. And it's almost as if we disqualify ourselves. We're being called by God, and we're automatically disqualifying us. Not realizing that it is I am who I am that is calling us. And so sometimes we just disqualify ourselves, and we respond to God the same way Moses did. And I just can't see myself making this happen. Sorry, God. But I'm too shy. I'm just too shy for such a big task. Or you're sending me over there to talk to those pastors? Like, I'm just too loud. Like, I'm just too rough and rugged to go over there and talk to those pastors and let them know A, B, C, and D. Like, Lord, you're sending me? And God's like, um, excuse me. As if I didn't know this about you already. <laughs> Moses is like, I stutter. And the Lord tells him, who gave human beings their mouths? Who makes the deaf or mute as to say, Moses, don't you know that I know this about you already? I am the one who created you in your mother's womb. I know all about your speech impediment and I am still sending you. Don't qualify yourself. 
Don't disqualify yourself. And he's reminding us today that our weakness is not our mistake. And he's saying, you, yes, you, the loud one, I'm sending you. Yes, you, you, the one with the anger, uh, that's right, I'm sending you. Yes, yes, you, the one that, oh, yeah, you're feeling a little old, you think you're, this is past your time, like, oh, your best years have passed. No, I'm sending you. I'm sending you. I have created you. I know these things about you. And I'm still saying, yes. Zab, I'm sending you. Amanda, I'm sending you. Sheila, I'm sending you. Marcos, I'm sending you. God is saying, I am sending you. I know all about who you are. Nothing you bring to me surprises me. Nothing of what you think I can't. Nothing, whatever shame, whatever, whatever it is that you have inside, this will not surprise me. Because I am the one who called you. God equips us. And he doesn't only say, I qualified you. He says, I'm going with you. And he, only, he doesn't only say, I qualify you and I'm going with you. He says, I'm also equipping you. He tells Moses, I'm giving you something. I'm giving you something. Exodus 3.12. But take this staff in your, or I think it's 3.17. But Take this staff in your hand so you can perform the signs with it. God equipped Moses with the staff so that Moses could perform these great signs with it. God reminds Moses, I am giving you the power and the grace to deliver the people. He basically says, I will give you exactly what you need when you need it. He tells Moses, I will equip you with the words. I will equip you with the know-how. I will not give you an assignment and leave you stranded. I will be with you. I will go with you. And I will equip you. God provided Moses and equipped for him. And he gave him exactly what was needed. He and, and so maybe, oh, I'm sorry, so maybe you feel like I don't have enough strength for the assignment. But God wants to really remind you today that he is the one that will equip you with the supernatural strength. He's the equipper. He will equip you with the peace for your fear. He will equip you for the comfort in times of anxiousness. He will equip you with supernatural trust in moments of doubt. He will equip you with exactly what you need when you need it. That right there... That was me right before coming up. And it's just so funny to me that so far, like the few last preachings that I've had, it's really speaking to me. It's just, it's, it's just interesting how God does, does things, right? I'm here like, oh God, like how am I supposed to go up there and, and just give this word? And I'm like, oh, wait a minute, no. I'm not like Moses, I want to go. <laughs> Send me, send me, <laughs> send me. And Moses at this point, I don't know, I, when, you, when you read that, right, when you, when you read the fact that Moses had like four obstacles that he placed in front of him and God every single time equipped him with something, 
you would think that Moses would be like, I'm set. Like, this is it. At the first one, I'm going with you. I'll, be, I'll tell you what to say. I'll tell you what to do. I'll tell you what to say. And I'm going with you. And you would think that Moses would just be like, I'm good here. God provided me with direction. God provided me with everything I needed. He's even given me my brother. My brother Aaron. So Moses' qualm is like, I can't speak well. And you're sending me to go speak to this king. And I don't speak well. And God's like, all right, then let's get Aaron, your brother. He speaks well. He will be your mouthpiece. I will speak to you, you speak to him, and he will be your mouthpiece. And still, still. And God, God just continuously reassured Moses. Every single time, with every doubt that Moses had, with every obstacle, with every question, whatever it is that you want to call it, with every single one, God just continued to reassure him that he was going to be with him. And that's my last point, my last observation, that God reassures. And so God reassured him through signs and wonders that God was with him so that they may believe. And he said, he's essentially telling Moses, I got you. Like, don't worry, I got you. I don't care how big the task is. I know the task at hand is, seems a little bit huge, seems a little bit big right now. And then if I move forward to like chapter 5, he's like, and I'm going to harden their hearts. And I'm going to harden them, their hearts. I'm sending you. You're going to go. I'm sending you with your speech impediment, with all this. I'm sending you to this guy. And I'm still going to harden his heart. And God just gets the glory in it. And it's, I just really think it's amazing. So God just reassures him through the signs and wonders so that they may believe. And he's telling Moses, I got you. And he tells, he tells Moses, I am who I am. I'm the Lord. I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I will not send you out alone. I will provide everything you need and more. I will give you the authority. And God just continues to reassure Moses time and time again. And God shows him through signs and wonders. He says, I got a staff. Look at this staff. Throw it. Turns into a snake. Pick it up again. He says, he gives him water. Look at this water. Boom. Turns into blood. Put your hand in your cloak. Oh, it's leprous. Take it out. It's now restored. Literally just showing him. Showing him right before his eyes. This is who's sending you. I'm showing you who's sending you. I'm telling you who's sending you. And with what I'm showing you, you let them know that I am who I am is sending you. And when I think of Moses, I just think of how much I can relate to Moses. I just saw him as someone I could relate to. 
and how many times I've made it about myself, just like Moses did. How many times I said to God, I can't. You fill in the blank. What have you said to God I can't too? Is he calling you to something and you've said, God, I can't? Have you said to him, but God, how am I supposed to do this? And hasn't God just been so faithful, so faithful? And he reassures us and he reminds us that he is with us. That he is the one that sent us. One would think that with all those confirmations, with all those signs and wonders, that we would take that and confidently go. But it doesn't always happen like that. It doesn't always happen like that. Something I realized in reading this text is that Moses didn't believe. Moses didn't believe in himself. Moses didn't believe himself that God could actually use him for the assignment. God is sending Moses to talk to his people, let my people go, to go to to Pharaoh and tell him, let my people go. God believed in him. But Moses didn't. Moses did not believe that God could use him for the assignment. And so many of us are like Moses. We respond to God with a, pardon me, Lord, but God, please send somebody else. Maylene, Maylene is great. She knows how to teach. She knows how to preach. She knows how to talk to people. Send her. Send her. You could, I could do probably do something else. I'll come, I'll come alongside her and just pray for her. No, Lord, send someone else. And I want to tell you that when I read that, I literally was in tears. Just literally in tears about that. Because it just reminded me of me. I struggled so much with some of the things that he has called me to do. I struggled so much with just believing that he has called me to it. I struggled so much with just realizing that he is with me. And you guys see me up here worshiping. And let me tell you something, for a very long time, A very long time, I just struggled with my inadequacies. I struggled with my nerves singing. Like, the nerves and the fear were so bad. You know when your nerves are that bad that it just really affects your body? And whatever, whatever your body does out of it. So for fear, you know, sometimes our body shakes and stuff. Me, I go to the bathroom and I have no shame (laughs) in sharing it. 
It would be call time, 358. Where's Lee? Text messages, where's Lee? And I'm, I'm in the bathroom. <laughs> and it's just crazy because just for so many years, so many years, I've had people come to me telling me God is calling me here. But there were years that I would just, I think there was one whole year that I didn't, I was up here, but I didn't lead not one song. I would have people come to me telling me, hey, you should not be leading worship. You should not be leading worship. You don't have, you don't have the voice for worship. You don't have, you don't have that for worship. Maybe, maybe sing some other time. Maybe only just do background voices. Um, maybe just do that. And I listened. I listened to those voices. How many of us are listening to those negative voices that are telling us, nah, like, we can't do that? I want to remind you guys, like, I'm, I, I'm not even going to, I'm getting off of this. It's all about Jesus. It's all about God. What my message today for you is, is to point you back to Jesus to remind you of who called you, not on what's in front of you. Change your perspective. Let your, your, let your perspective change from this moment on. Whatever it is that God is calling you to do, know that God is calling you and that he is with you. That he has already equipped you and he equipped you the moment he called you. The moment he said, Jalissa, Jalissa, he had already equipped you. Do not fear, do not fret because he is with you. He will give you the boldness. He will give you exactly what you need when you need it. Let's stand. Do I still fumble? You could take it. Do I still fumble? Do I still, do I still say, oh, I don't know. I don't know if this is good enough. I don't know. For this message, I knew that I had a word in me, but there's always this this fear or something. I don't, I don't even know. But I'm like, Lord, I know you called me to this. And I say yes to what you've called me to do. And today I shift my perspective. My view right now is no longer what's in front of me, but it's who's above me. Who is calling me to it? That's who my focus is on. Some of us right now may be on assignment. Some of, us, some of us right now may be thinking like, oh my goodness. But I promise you, I just want to let you know that I am who I am has sent you. You're not going alone. Wherever he has asked you to go, he is right with you. He has already equipped you, and I'm here to reassure you of that. Let this message reassure you that God is with you. That what he has placed in front of you is what you are not to be focused on. It's not the assignment, not the task. Keep your focus on the one who called you. It's through the power of the Holy Spirit that I'm able to be up here and just deliver whatever it is that he placed in my heart. It is only through Jesus. It is only through Jesus that I'm able to do this. 
And I just want to encourage every single person here. If there's been a moment where you just felt inadequate or if you've already disqualified yourself for the task that God has called you for, He's with you. And I don't know, when I hear that God is with me, that just brings, that, that, I'm, I'm here. I look where I am right now. I'm here. I'm delivering this word because God called me to it. He saw it fit that I could be the one to deliver this. And I'm saying, here I am, God, whatever it is. Yes, I'm using my hands. This is how I talk. This is what it is. It's not, I'm not, you know, but this is what he's using. And I just thank you, God. And I don't want anyone to confuse that with, oh, I am who I am and I'm just going to do, no. Mm-mm. No. You got it confused. You got it confused. Because there is, uh, we are called to, to him. Jesus, when we're in his word, we are to be more like him. So what he's talking about when he calls us, like right now, God, the word that he's speaking over me is just be you and I'll do the rest. Be you is be comfortable as who you are. Not with that, not with the things that actually keep you back, hold you back from, from walking into your calling. A bad attitude, uh, that's, that's, that's just who I am. If they don't like it too bad. No, no. We always want God to get the glory, but we always want to be growing in his word, growing in who he's called us to be. We want his word to transform us. So please do not get it twisted because I'm not saying that. But today I want to remind you guys, and I'm going to just call you guys. You guys can, I want to just ask you guys that whoever right now in this moment, if you felt like, like that was you, that Moses was you. If that conversation, if that discussion that Moses had with God, if that sounded just a little too familiar for you, I'm gonna ask you guys to come on up. I'm gonna ask my prayer counselors to come up. And I want to reassure you guys that God is with you. So right now, God, I thank you, Jesus. I pray that every heart, Lord, just is here and ready to receive you, God. I pray that they are reminded that I am who I am sent me. That I am who I am is the one that qualified me. And I thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen.